الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ابو بكر في الجنه وعمر في الجنه وعثمان في الجنه وعلي في الجنه وطلحه في الجنه والزبير في الجنه وعبد الرحمن بالعوف في الجنة وسعد بن أبي وقاص في الجنة وسعيد بن زيد في الجنة وأبو عبيدة بن الجراح في الجنة صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين Respected brothers respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala the best human being in all sense after Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. The muhaddisin have given him a title that he was known as A'lamun Nas. In the Arabic language, A'lamun Nas means the one whose knowledge is very vast. The most learned, the knowledge that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an had inside him, that knowledge was unique and exclusive only with Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and this was the barakat, the companionship, the close relationship that he had with Hazrat Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even before Nabuwat, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an was very close and a best friend to Hazrat Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an was never a mushrik, was never a mushrik. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an was clean and very pure. When Nabuwat was given to Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam at the age of 40, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an was 38 years in age. The most senior Sahabi, all the rest of the companions were very, very young. Hazrat Ali was a young boy, Hazrat Zayd, very young. Hazrat Umar Farooq was again also very young. He was only 28 years of age. It is said that he was the 40th person to accept Iman. That is why we have this famous Chilla, uh, which is 40 in number, that anyone who 
regularly performs salat with jama'at for 40 days insha'Allah ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep him steadfast Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala was the 40th one to embrace Islam but everybody else was junior and young in age the only one was the one who was close to Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with was not just with the Quran and Sunnah of Huzur alayhi salatu was salam but incredible knowledge knowledge of Ansab knowledge which is translated as genealogy understanding uh, the, the names of all the forefathers of the different tribes uh, in Arabia at that time and he was a spokesman for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam that is why when you read the books of history you will note that whenever Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would travel or whenever a delegation would come to visit Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam Sayyidina Abu Bakr would sit, sit close to him why? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would have all the information of that tribe how they spoke what was their nature how was their character what was their accent and as they would come Hazrat Abu Bakr would look at them and whisper into the ears of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam very very close Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not need that information from Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq so he was a Nabi he was inspired Wahi would come to him Jibreel Amin would come to him but all the actions at that time that were taken was so that the Ummah realizes the grand status, the honor, the very high degree, the maqam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Hazrat Jibreel, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala So he knew the, the knowledge of Ansab, ancestry, names of the forefathers, genealogy, many times when Huzur alayhi salatu was salam would want to visit someone Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would ask Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq that what is your opinion of so and so person who is related to so and so person from that tribe and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would mention the character of all the forefathers that entire list of the forefathers is given to him and today as Muslims, I think we lack in that. We should trace our roots. If somebody was to question us that, what's the name of your father? Alhamdulillah, we won't hesitate. What's the name of his father, grandfather, great-grandfather? And we'll probably stop at that. And after that, it's very difficult to connect ourselves. In fact, we are so hopeless, in a way, that there is no importance of mother tongue in our society also that is why whenever you want to take away something from an individual if you want to deprive him totally then you steal his language take away his language <coughs> that is what the colonials did whenever they went anywhere and whatever country they ruled the first thing they targeted was the language once the language slips out that person has no knowledge of his heritage he has no information Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een had the full knowledge they knew every tribe 
every, every group, every individual. And this is great knowledge. So we must also keep track. So when we talk to our children, we have to explain to them that this is your language, this is your father, your grandfather, this is where we come from. Trace your roots, insha'Allah ta'ala. And that is khair, that is tarikh. This knowledge was given to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And the knowledge of ta'bir, giving the interpretation, the meaning of a dream, this knowledge was also unique with Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. He was famous for this science, for this knowledge of giving the meaning of a dream. That has a meaning. They would know that. That this dream is love or this dream has got a meaning. It is said that whenever Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would see a dream, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would first consult Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. First man, Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam would narrate his personal dream to him. And this mu'ajiza was given to Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salatu wassalam was gifted with this knowledge. And this knowledge was also given to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this training, this knowledge that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq had inside him was given to him by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was this personal training that Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam gave to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. The foundation of Islam has to be very, very strong. After Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, all responsibility is on Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. That is why this, the, the companions have mentioned that whenever the, a, a mufti sahabi would have no answer, the last resort was to turn to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. He would stay quiet and see what ijtihad the companions are doing and would just listen to them. And then at the end he would give his mashwira and this is what would happen. If you remember at the time when Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away, there was ikhtilaf that way Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam should be buried. All the companions were there. Some of them said that in Makkah Al-Mukarramah, some of them said that in Sham, Baytul Quds, where all the prophets are resting. Some of them said no, in Jannatul Baqi, where 10,000 companions are, where Hazrat, Hazrat Sahaba Kiram Ajma'in are resting, brother Ohad companions. And at that time, at the time of Ikhtilaf, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and gave his fatwa. And he says, no, Sami'tu, I heard from Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam that where the ruh is taken out, that is the place where Allah has chosen for that Nabi to rest. So this was the knowledge that Allah gave him. And every dream Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam would see, it would first be related to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq. And, Hazrat, and Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam would say to him, Ya Abu Bakr, O Abu Bakr, what is your opinion? And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq would give a meaning, an interpretation to that dream. He said that once on the eve of the battle of Uhud, 
رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سو عظیم that Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam is standing in an open area where he's got his personal animals cows that were there after a bit he noticed that some of the cows that belonged to Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam got slaughtered and in his dream he noticed that someone dented the sword that Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam was carrying and the sword of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een was something very very heavy as Zubair bin Awam was a powerful man very mujahid of character and it is said that in jihad once a kafir that had come he was all covered with iron and armor everything from top to bottom and the only thing that was visible was the eye section and to get to him was the task and the Zubair bin Awam, the hands were massive, very strong man and this man came in front of the Zubair bin Awam and the Zubair bin Awam was an expert with the sword and with his sword he pierced it straight where, the, where that opening was but the metal, the iron was so strong that the thickness of the sword could not get through Hazrat Zubair bin Awam got very angry and he says La ilaha illallah something that is makhluk metal is stronger than the power that Allah has given me and he forcefully pushed it in and he actually ripped apart that entire top section of the armor and when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, obviously that person died when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq looked at that, the, the head section of the armor Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said to Zubair bin Awam Zubair, if you don't mind, can I keep this as a souvenir? can I keep this as a souvenir? Sahabai Kiram Ajmain ne koi kam we think that oh they would eat one khajur but that one khajur Subhanallah, that is why Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says half a khajur that my sahabi gives in the path of Allah and you give money equivalent to Jabal Uhud, the mountain of Uhud you cannot compare that which a sahabi gives as he said that uh, the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq was married to Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala and he was again very strong so uh, the daughter came to the father and she complained, Oh father, this bear makes me work very hard. He expects everything from me. I do the cleaning up, the kitchen work, the cooking, this, that, everything. He expects me to look after his animals, the horse that he sits on, the camels, because he was a mujahid. So every day I am there looking after this bear. I'm tired, I think. I need some khadima, someone to look after, if you can. Amir al-Mu'minin, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is Khalifa at that time. Mai aur aap ho, if our daughters come to us to complain, huh? Leave it! Your father is still alive! Your father is still alive, leave it! Especially if he was a Khalifa, leave it! This is what the Nasi had the parents do. 
the son-in-law does any garbari, leave him. And because here the government looks after uh, all the ladies and the house is given to them straight away, single parent ladies and you know. So they have a lot of muscles and you know, they feel that they are independent. And one of the signs of Qiyamah is that Absalallahu alayhi wasallam has said women will want to take part in the business affair of the husband. And we see that today. This is something that was inconceivable in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But today we see it. Subhanallah alazim. So Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq's daughter came and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, what a beautiful father he was. He 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 said to the daughter, Come close to me, my child. And said to, to the daughter, Sabr fa sabrun jameel. What a nasihat. That do sabr in this dunya. And Allah will reward you. Why? Because Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq knew that Zubair bin Awam, no matter what his character was, he was from Ashra Mubashara. He was a very close Sahabi to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And to take side with the daughter and to turn a blind eye to the lofty status that Hazrat Zubair radiallahu ta'ala and had was not right. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said to the daughter, no, go back in that manner. And she went away. These were also the daughters. Today, وَقَّثُرَةِ الطَّلَاقِ Huzur alayhi salam said, sign of Qiyamah is that wherever you go, you will hear divorce, talaq, 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 talaq. The reason for that is that shaitan is there. And this is what shaitan wants. There is no understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. In the time of Sahaba Ikiram Ajma'een, it was their sunnah. Whenever they heard that there is a lady divorced, within 24 hours she was married. 24 hours. Whenever they heard that there is a, a lady widow, husband has passed away, within 24 hours, and polygamy was practiced, it is part of deen. And straight away, they had wives, but straight away, they would go and do khitab that it is better for a lady she might indulge in sin we need to cover this muslima straight away and all the companions would marry their culture and society and their thinking was very different to us we have been affected by hinduism hindu our women our women are prepared to accept the fact that my husband has got a mistress where he works but she is not prepared to think of, of it in this way that oh if he was to marry someone who is divorced or a widow it would be very difficult but in the time of Sahaba Ikiram that was not the case but this is not my topic but I'm just saying here we see the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is married to Hazrat Zubair bin Awam inshallah we will talk on this later on and he says, do sabr. And she does sabr. And he was a mujahid. It is said that once with his sword, someone came in front of him, a disbeliever, 
and I forget which battle it was. But he strikes his sword in such a way that he sliced him into two. So some of the companions that were there, they said to him, Ya Zubair, your sword must be very sharp. And Zubair looked at them and he said, it is not the sword, it is the hand that is powerful. <laughs> what did he say? It is not the sword, but it is the hand that is holding the sword. So this was the temperament of Hazrat Zubair. And he was married to the daughter of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. And so what a grand sahabi he was. So Huzur alayhi salatu was salam saw that his sword was dented. Going back to the dream of sword ke upar ye sari baatein zehen mein aayi. So the sword was dented. And Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam saw this in his dream. And he said to Abu Bakr Siddiq on the eve of Uhud. He says, Abu Bakr, I see, radiallahu ta'ala, and that I've seen some of the cows that belong to me were slaughtered, and my sword is dented. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq said to Huzur alayhi salam, that the meaning of this dream is that some of the companions will be shaheed, and the sword that is dented means that one member of your family, as in Ahl-e-Bayt, will be shaheed also. And precisely and accurately, whatever Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq gave the meaning, that is what was witnessed in the battle of Uhud. This was the knowledge of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala Allahu Akbar. Once Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him that I see that I am uh, looking, herding uh, animals that are colored black, black sheeps, black sheeps that belong to me. And all of a sudden I see that in great number white sheeps are coming with my sheep that uh, I am looking after and that I am herding. What is the meaning of this dream of Abu Bakr? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala said to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam, the meaning of the dream is that the black sheep were Arabs who embraced Islam and the white sheep is Bashar glad tidings to you, O Prophet of Allah, that Allah will open the doors of Islam for everyone, Arabs and non-Arabs, and they will flock to you, and they will enter in Islam like how these animals were coming close to you. And, and this was the meaning of the dream. Subhanallah. He had ajeeb, incredible knowledge. Once Nabi Kareem said, and vice versa, if Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq saw a dream, he would relate it first to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. That is why it is good dream is one faculty of revelation. It is part of wahi. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam would see something in the night and that would be apparent the next day. Absalallahu alayhi wasalam would see that. Clearly what he saw in his dream. This is one part of wahi. That is why the ulama say that anyone who gets good dreams, that is good sign. That means that spiritually he is nourished. There is Allah, Allah inside him. There is zikr inside him. That is why Allah, pious people, they will frequently, in one night, they will see two, three dreams. Two, three dreams. And those who are not 
spiritually nourished with the zikr of Allah, with the remembrance of Allah. When they go to sleep, they see nothing and they wake up and Musa by says, As-salatu khayrum in no, if they wake up. They don't see nothing. Maazir lo kaya ki Mawli sahab, hume to koi khab aate hi nahi. Mai kaya Allah Allah karo ba. Kya karo? Allah ka zikr karo. Khab aana hi achhi alawa. Achhe khab, good dreams, not bad dreams. Huh? Bad dreams is from shaitan. But good dreams. Good dreams. Shaykh Mawlana Yusuf Mutala Khan, our Ustaz, when he used to teach us hadith, sometimes he would say, Oh, I'm not in the mood today. I'm not in the mood today. So, we'd all stay quiet and say, He's not in the mood today, why? And then he himself would say, Today, it's been about two weeks, I haven't seen my mother, Hazrat Aisha, in my dream. SubhanAllah. Now, what world do they live in? What world do they live in? That I haven't seen my mother, Hazrat Aisha, in my dream, I'm not happy today. It's been two weeks. <coughs> this is the zikr, this is the power of zikr. So the more Allah in, is inside you, the more you will see basharat, khab, good dreams. So a person who does not see dreams and he sees, fear dream can the Jackie Chan, I will buy you some joke, I don't even think it's wise for me to relate it here uh, in this masjid in the house of Allah. But this one talib ilm came to me. He goes to me, Mawli Sam, I want to ask you one question. I said, God. He said to me, Is it true that the water of River Sems leads to Jannah? And this was not a joke. This boy was so serious in his full sense. Serious. I'm not making a joke that I want you to laugh. This is serious. I said to him, who told you this? Because we know a lot of people are saying this. Now in the Rivayat, it comes about River Nile. And again, we won't go into the Siha of uh, how this narration is but it talks about river Nile not river Thames so river Thames to ganda pani have you been to have you had an opportunity to see river Thames to sabse ganda pani dunya ka kaun sa hai can you say it loud so Ganji. say it loud please Ganji. Ganji. sabse ganda most polluted and now it is said that the water that we drink in Leicester, seven French water, that has also got some ashes. City Council have agreed. You now you can understand, fit Leicester City Council, ashes. So when someone dies, they burn them and then they haven't got the, the means to go back to the subcontinent and to sprinkle everything there. So what do they do? They sprinkle it here and that is the water we Leicesterians drink. <laughs> so talking about dreams of, uh, generally dreams, good dreams. So if you are full of zikr, you will see something that is good. Some of the Allah wali log was such a kabirin that they would frequently see Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And they were known as ashab huzuri all the time, every night. Hazrat 
Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam would come to them and, and, and if, we, if we go into that this is another subject Sahab sallallahu alayhi wasallam would see different dreams once Huzul alayhi salatu wasallam saw a dream that with him Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is walking but then after a bit Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is two steps behind him and Huzul alayhi salatu wasallam is about two and a half steps in front and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq is trying very hard to uh, get close to Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam but yet there's always a gap of two steps and Huzur alayhi salam is in front so Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said to Abu Bakr Siddiq Ya Abu Bakr tell me what is the meaning of this dream that I see now I've mentioned two to two, three dreams of Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam all that have been related to who? Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq listened to the dream very quietly and he looked at Huzur alayhi salam and he says, Ya Rasulullah, the meaning of this dream is that may Allah give you a long life but death is to come to everyone whenever Allah has appointed the time for you to leave this dunya Abu Bakr Siddiq will follow you, the death of Abu Bakr will come after two years the two steps is two years SubhanAllah after two years and this is what happened Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala passed away at the age of 63 and two years, that's why the Khilafat of Abu Bakr Siddiq is incredible Khilafat, inshallah we will study that but in two years, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and passed away once Imam Malik rahmatullah saw a dream the great Imam of Madinatul Munawwara he was ashik of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam he'd done his first hajj and he wanted to go and perform his hajj, nafal hajj but uh, the only thing that would stop him is that there were no cars and planes and uh, the means of travel that we have now uh, a lot of time, a lot of days would pass in traveling from Madinatul Munawwara to Makkatul Mukarramah so that is the only thing that would stop him that if I went for Hajj and if death came to me during the time of Hajj I will be deprived from that part of the land which is close to Huzur alayhi salam he would sit and give dars in Madinatul Munawwara and his wasiyat was that when I die I should be buried in Jannatul Baqi a great Imam, Imam Malik Rahmatullah Subhanallah the, the Mu'atta of Imam Malik Rahmatullah is famous and he saw a dream once Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam came to him he said to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam O Prophet of Allah I want to perform nafal hajj how many years or how much time have I got in this dunya how long will I live for Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam in the dream lifted up the auspicious hands and did this to him five fingers and that was all and Hazrat Imam Malik Rahmatullah woke up from his dream he woke up obviously he was not a Mu'abbir 
So he did not know, is it five days, five months, five years, five hours, five weeks, five minutes, what five? One of the great scholars was of dream, a great alim in the ummah was Imam ibn Sirin, who's written the kitab Ta'bir al-Ru'ya. Imam ibn Sirin was in the time of Imam Malik rahmatullahi and Imam Malik said to his khadim that I want you to go to Imam Ibn Sirin and relate my dream to him but don't tell him that this dream Imam Malik has seen. Now when this khadim student went to Imam Ibn Sirin, Imam Ibn Sirin was resting a back like this and he says that yes speak. He says Hazrat I've come here to relate a dream to you. He says relate a dream. Now as he started relating the dream, Imam Ibn Sirin sat up properly with honor and respect. He says, finish your dream. Now look at the ruhaniyat, spirituality that the, these uh, people had in them. Imam Ibn Sirin said to the Khadim, he says, let me tell you one thing, the dream that you relate to me, no one in Madinatul Munawwara has got that capacity, that power, that he would witness a dream like what you are saying to me, except for Imam Malik Rahmatullah he says, I know the meaning of this dream, but I will not give you an interpretation, the meaning of this dream. First, whoever saw this dream, go back to him and say to him that Imam Ibn Sirin is saying that, declare your identity, only then I will relate the dream, the meaning of the dream. And this Khadim went back, he says, Hazrat, I think I did, I did what you told me, but straight away he told me that it's you. Imam, Imam Malik, and imagine how mukhlis they were. They did not want wahwa, wahwa. I saw Kuri Khab, somebody sees a dream, what is happening? It's no dream, I saw Imam Bukhari, I saw Imam Muslim. But these people were mukhlisin from top to bottom, no show. Everything was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said that, okay, he knows me, he's mentioned my name, tell him the truth that yes, it is Imam, it is Imam Malik rahmatullah. Imam Malik rahmatullah stayed back and he came, he says, Hazrat, Imam Ibn Sirin, you were right, it is Imam uh, Malik rahmatullah. He said, tell Imam Malik not to worry, it is not five days, five weeks, five hours, five months, it is nothing. It is the five verses of the Qur'an. Inna allaha indahu ilmu saah, one. Wa yunazzilu al-ghayth, two. Wa ya'lamu ma fil arham. وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ مَاذَا تَكْسِبُ غَدَى وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرْضٍ تَمُوتُ And it is the five items mentioned, a list of it in the Qur'an which only Allah has the full knowledge. إِنَّ اللَّهَ عِنْدَهُ إِلْمُ السَّاعِ The time of Qiyamah is with Allah. وَيُنَزِّلُ الْغَيْثِ Exactly the amount of rain that will fall. Exactly. Yeh to weather forecast jo humara hota hai, that is run, that is estimates, that is estimate. Many times they say this is going to happen, it doesn't happen. They don't give you an exact timing, how much rain it will, how much rain will fall, what time it will fall, it is an estimate. Oh, this is not, nothing too hard. To وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ And what is in the stomach at, at the time of first conception, at the time of first, conception. Right in the beginning, what is it? What is in the stomach? Not later on, it is, وَيَعْلَمُ مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ I don't want to go into this 
subject why alhamdulillah the quran is very very clear the quran is not saying man fil arham the quran is saying ma fil arham the people who understand arabic will know the fasahat and balaghat it does not contradict uh, what the hospitals tell us today when they scan that it's a, it's a boy or it's a girl it's talking about right in the beginning at the first conception nobody has the knowledge only except for Allah what a person will do tomorrow we have an intention tomorrow I will go here tomorrow I will do this but only Allah has the knowledge tomorrow might never come for you and from uh, the, the very last point in this ayat karima is that only Allah knows where your death will come. And Imam Malik understood that the five fingers Huzur alayhi salam informed me was the five points. The last point was that only Allah has the full knowledge where death will come and when death will come to me. So Imam Malik got the meaning of this dream, the ta'bir. But this is Ta'bir. And this knowledge was given to Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. Once uh, a man came to Hazrat uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala and he said that, uh, Ya Shaykh, I see in my dream that when I urinate, blood is coming out. When I urinate, blood is coming out. And the people will understand to my answer. Abu Bakr Siddiq got very angry said to him that may the curse of Allah be on you that you are getting close to your wife at the time when you are not supposed to get close to her but then again you understand what I'm saying and Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq got very angry he says this is haram in Islam what is it? It's haram. this was the knowledge that Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq straight away and the knowledge that Hazrat Umar Farooq had was the, the, the knowledge of uh, understanding faces. Hazrat Umar Farooq would see a person and he'd give you all information who this person is. This was the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala. Insha'Allah ta'ala. We end at the ta'abir of the dreams uh, related here some of the dreams that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw inshallah ta'ala in the next session we will uh, continue with some of the family members I really wanted to talk on that today but uh, inshallah we will talk on that in the next session wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen all the family members of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala inshallah in the next session dua kareem اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم تقبل منا وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم نستقصرك ونتوب إليك نستقصرك ونتوب إليك نستقصرك ونتوب إليك اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى من القول والعمل والفعل والنية والهدي إنك على كل شيء قدير إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسلك الصحة والعفة والأمانة اللهم إنا نسلك الصحة والعفة والأمانة وحسن الخلق وحسن الخلق والرزاب القدر والرزاب القدر اللهم لك الحمد حمدا اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك 
اللهم لك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سمعنا وأطعنا غفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين